Welcome to the O-Shift for Teens podcast, a show where I team up with a thought leader and we discuss a new topic question that will help you better understand your teens. I'm your host, Mark Tucker, co-author of O-Shift for Teens and its accompanying workshop kit and curriculum. This super easy to facilitate life-changing material is being used by folks just like you throughout the United States and beyond. Head to oshift.com and choose one of the many ways you can become involved in this worldwide movement. Well, I hope you're having a great week and so glad that you can join me once again on this journey as we look to uh, make impacts with both the teens we serve and our own youth. Um, I know that many of you are involved in that work and I'm glad to be uh, an ally with you. Have a great conversation ahead with Dr. Andy Fletcher. She's an old friend of mine and second time she's been on the show. She's doing amazing work not only in uh, California where she lives, but all over the country. And we have a real interesting conversation about should we promote sports with our teens? Uh, It's a great conversation. She has an incredible background. Uh, I didn't even realize until we had a conversation how much she knew about this topic, but she is just quite the expert in so many topics as it pertains to teens. We'll be getting to that in just a minute. But before we do, I want to remind you that myself and my good buddy Keith Sensor out of New York Uh, have a youth empowerment camp, 21st Century Youth. You can go to our website, 21stCenturyYouth.com, and see uh, what it's all about. We've got a camp in late August in northeast Pennsylvania, and the theme is be the leader of your own life. You know, so many uh, youth camps uh, focus on leadership. Well, we didn't want to do the same old thing because not everybody should be a leader, but you definitely want your teens to be the leaders of their own life so they make good decisions and basically take care of themselves and don't fall into the, the pits that are out there, the, the traps that so many teens fall into. So if you want more information, head over to 21stCenturyYouth.com or you can email me at MarkOshift.com. And uh, I can give you all the details. I'm going to be there. Keith's going to be there. Why don't uh, you have your 14 to 16-year-old there as well? Enough about that. Let's get straight away to this conversation I had with the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Dr. Andy Fletcher about youth and sports. My guest today is Dr. Andy Fletcher. Dr. Fletcher is a nationally recognized expert in program, policy, and leadership development. She co-authored California's first after-school legislation, leading to $550 million in annual funding. Dr. Fletcher has a proven record in improving the quality and financial sustainability of more than 200 comprehensive after-school programs serving hundreds of thousands of children and young people in low-income communities. She is also the author of numerous guides and articles helping educators, and you can see her throughout the country giving keynotes and workshop presentations. Dr. Fletcher, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. It's great to be here with you. Well, that's awfully nice of you to say. You know, this is your second time on this show, and I remember I just vividly our last conversation, wishing I didn't have to hang up, wishing we could talk some more. It was such a wonderful conversation. Well, it's always a lot of fun to talk with you, and I learn a great deal from you, and I appreciate that very much. You bet. Now, last time we talked, you were awfully busy. You still staying busy? I am. I am, and very grateful to be as busy as I am and to work with so many wonderful people. Well, and, and I get to see a lot of your Facebook posts, and it you're, you're, uh, seems like you're moving around a lot. What, what could you tell to our listeners is the, just really the essence of the work that you've been involved with the last six months or so? Well, primarily I've been working with 
uh, a number of very outstanding programs, and we're trying now to take them to the next level. And it's kind of a process of discovery, um, you know, for both of us looking at again to sort of co-create the future and what will happen um, to benefit kids, particularly those in low-income areas. Um, and we're coming up with some really, really valuable kinds of <clears throat> things and approaches, and so I'm excited about that. No, I know, and I know that you're keeping busy. I haven't seen you at conferences, and that's more because uh, Jen and I, we haven't uh, been traveling as much last year, but we should be uh, rectifying that coming up as we're sort of beefing up our traveling schedule, so maybe we'll run into you pretty soon. I hope so. It's always great to see the two of you. <laughs> now, uh, obviously, the, I have a, a list of um, topic questions that I sent to my guests. Uh, Dr. Fletcher, I know that, that that's probably the hardest part is selecting one because you could talk about any one of them. I, I'm intrigued by the one that you did choose. You chose, should we promote sports for our teens? What's got that uh, topic in your mind lately? Well, I, it's been in my mind for a long, long time because um, I, you know, in another life, um, very when I was in elementary school and then beyond, I was one of the top tennis players in the country. And, what? Um, yeah, I was a fourth-ranked junior player in the United States. And uh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I probably would have been in the top ten in the world had I not had a very bad injury. Um, wow. So, yeah, when I was in the sophomore year of college, I was on my way to Europe, or just about on my way to, for Wimbledon and the French Open and so on, and I, I got hurt very badly on the, on the court, actually. And um, What happened? Uh, I shattered a disc in my back. Oh. So, um, anyway, I was really, really fortunate to have a great neurosurgeon and a great orthopedic surgeon. And, um, they were hopeful that I could play again, and I didn't for about a year, and then I decided, you know, to sort of go in a different direction in my life. So yeah. it was one of those things that I, uh, in, later on I went on to, um, to play again, although not competitively at that level. But I did end up teaching tennis for a while and taught a, a few of the kids who became very, very top uh, juniors and went on to become uh, great competitors internationally. So I do have a you know, background in sports, and I certainly know a lot of the benefits for myself. My daughter was a, um, a great equestrian champion. Um, my grandsons are all wonderful athletes. And, you know, so I see from every perspective how beneficial this is to people. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I asked because obviously this is something that you've talked, you've thought a lot about over the course of your whole life. And I think probably it's a, it's a topic that a lot of, uh, especially parents think about a lot because, um, you know, how does, how does sports fit in? Is it something, especially with their busy lives? Um, what, it, what I find sometimes is sometimes we as parents end up pushing uh, sports on our kids. And I, it's, it's a real question for me because I do have a, uh, two kids in sports and it's how, how far, how enthusiastic as a parent do I get? Um, and then what's, where am I sort of becoming overbearing and sort of shoving it down their throats? Right. I think that's a very good, uh, you know, sort of issue that you're looking at because it is, it's a critical piece. There's a difference between really supporting children and the young people and what you want them to do and, of course, you want them to succeed and so on, and, and, and dominating where their interests are, managing schedules, which can be you know, a nightmare for everybody, 
Um, and I, I think we have to be very, you know, thoughtful about how we approach that. Um, I've seen great cases in which kids were, um, you know, you know, we get to a point where they really didn't want to play anymore or do something, and just a little nudge from their parents got them through a tough time, you know, and they went on to do extremely well. In other cases, I have seen parents, you know, who are really horror story people. Um, yeah. Clearly not you, but I've seen it, um, you know, where, you know, they have really taken over the entire process. And I think in many cases, you know, I could be wrong about this, but I do think you get parents in some cases who are sort of the wannabe athletes themselves and live yeah. vicariously through their kids, and it becomes very damaging, I think. You know, so I, I think you have to match up, you know, as a parent, um, your own sort of goals and interests for your child overall with what he or she really wants to do. And sometimes right. it's just the wrong sport. I mean, it could be that, you know, or it could be, you know, some kids are much more attuned to individual sports and some to team sports. Um, right. You know, or particular kinds of things might attract them more. So it, it is a tough balancing act. Let's, let me start by something that you said, and this is something that I've wondered about. Um, you know, I, I found that, like, my oldest, we put him in, in soccer, and it was pretty clear pretty quick that that just was a sport that he was, instead of building confidence, he was sort of losing confidence because it just was a bad sport for him. Um, and so, sure, we, we, we shifted him over. However, like, um, taekwondo, and this is just an example that any parent can think of, maybe a, a more relevant example for themselves, but... It is more of a um, a discipline. So, of course, the kid's going to get to a place where they're like, I don't want to do that anymore. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm bored with it. I just don't want to do it. It's, it's work. And where do you find, I mean, is it something that we should push them through that and say, you need to stick with it, you know, need to persevere, uh, you'll be glad you did, or maybe you won't, I don't know, but I'm going to make you stick with it. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, sometimes, it, I mean, I went through that as well. I have to say I had a, a bad loss, which was, you know, when I was quite young, there were very few of those. So it was kind of an interesting situation to be in where I had success from the very, very beginning and was the top-ranked um, player in my age division, every age division, you know, as a junior. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I, mean, I had a loss, you know, that was bad. I thought, all right, this is it. I'm not playing. You know, and I right. actually took all, took all my trophies, and I probably had about a hundred of them at that point, and put them in the fireplace. Oh. <laughs> and I said, I'm making a making a statement. I'm done. <laughs> you know, and this is not for me. I'm done. I'm over it. You know, and my mother, of course, yeah. was like, "Oh my God, you've got to be kidding me!" You know, and she said, "Well, why don't we take yeah. them out of there?" You know, anyway, and you know, think about this a little bit. What you want to do? She was very, very good at talking me through through that. Yeah. And I probably took about a week off, and I did think about it, and she was encouraging and in a very nice <clears throat> kind of a way. And, uh, you know, and I came back in, and thank God I did, because most of my great successes were after that. Right. Um, but, but I think we have to be very careful about how much we push kids. Um, you know, part of this thing that we want with sports is for kids to develop a lot of confidence, to love what they do, to want to do it because it's important to them, and they're getting something out of it, you know, which I think you can get so much out of it, and that they start realizing that, you know, it's not about the sport itself so much. It's about what all the other kinds of things that are of benefit, not only at the time they're teens, but throughout their lifetimes. And sometimes right. that's helpful. 
Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and and there really is two sides to it. I and I I remember talking to a kid. I was a teacher, of course, and a, a kid that was a wonderful pianist. She was a senior, and she demonstrated that at, at an assembly, and I, I was amazed. And I asked her that. I said, you know, did your parents push you, or is that just something that you were self-driven? She said, you know, my parents kind of pushed me, and I'm so glad that they did. You know, they pushed me through that that discipline time, and now you know I'm I'm unique in a way because I can play the piano like few people can. But then I I have a friend who was very tall and he, he played basketball all through his uh, high school and college years. And he said it got to be where other people were sort of deriving him and he began to hate the sport. You know, he, he began to dislike it. So it feels like it's some sort of balance. It is. <laughs> and it's a tough one. I don't, you know, I don't really, every, everybody goes through it. And I think that's, you know, one of the pieces of advice that it's good to give the kids is, you know, if they decide they really want to quit something for whatever reason. And like you're saying, it could be music, it could be sports, it could be anything. You know, maybe establishing some sort of timeline. You know, why don't you think about this for a little while. Let's, let's give it another four or five weeks and see what happens, you know. Right. I mean, I, I'm not about pushing kids to do stuff they don't like that will resist a lot, obviously. Um, but I think more than anything, Mark, it's really about how do you align with what the teen wants to do and likes with what they do, you know. It's like anything yeah. else. If they, they may not like soccer, but, you know, maybe golf would be one of the sports. Right. You know, I, I think there are lots of, there's lots of possibilities in exposing kids to a variety of those ends up being very, very important. Well, I think that's a great point. I think that's a great point. If, if your only option, you know, if maybe you are from a lower economic uh, uh, area, you know, if your uh, only options are A and B, well, then the kid might just naturally gravitate towards that anyway. But uh, many people have the opportunity to offer the, their kids kind of almost like a library. It's like, well, you know, if you're not finding success in that area, I mean, I wouldn't you say that sports are, are something that, historically give a person an opportunity to shine. And at the same time, many of us have experiences where they were an opportunity for us to feel terrible about ourselves, you know? And so finding those sports that we, we want to find sports that help our kids to shine and feel confidence. I think you're absolutely right. We want that to happen, but we also want kids to learn that failure is just a seven letter word. You know, you know, I mean, you cannot do yeah. well at something, and you can learn more from that, you know, than perhaps some of the opportunities that you have to be successful and to recognize your success. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of resilience that comes with sports and a lot of, you know, realizing that, you know, we were defeated in this or I wasn't as good as, you know, not as good as some of my teammates and so on and so forth or all those kinds of things that happen. It's not the end of the world. You know, yeah. and then you, know, you make a different set of choices, perhaps, about what you're doing, but you also you have some good lessons in there. So going back a little bit, would you say that um, that sports are something that all kids should be involved in? Uh, absolutely, 100%. And, and I'll tell you why. It doesn't matter what the sport is, but I think sports in and of themselves, let's just sort of go through the list. We have a population in this country, uh, you know, across the board, not just those who live in poor, poor communities, but 
poor families, but we have a population in which one in three children, young people, will end up having type 2 diabetes. And there's yeah. only two reasons that that's true. One is what they eat, and the other is uh, whether they're physically active or not. So, you know, I mean, sports is the obvious place to go to become physically active. And that, that to me, would be enough in and of itself to say every child should be involved in some sport in some way. Um, I mean, that's just a critical piece. I just had a yes. conversation not long ago with some, some of the folks I work with in Washington, D.C., and they were talking about, you know, the Army is having a very, very difficult time getting people in. Not that I'm for the Army, by the way. But um, they're having a t- very, very tough time because, in their words, kids are too fat to fight. For a lot of people, the military is a pathway out of poverty. You know, for right. others, it's simply they, for whatever reason, want to, to be part of it. That's great. But to be prevented because you weren't physically fit enough to do it is too bad to cut off that part of the possibility of what you could do in life. Right. So there's the health, health aspects of it. Um, they're really important. We also know that physical activity, and again, therefore sports, has a great deal to do with how successful you'll be in school. And I, I think that that is a critical, critical piece. You know, I think maybe we talked about last time, I can't remember for sure, but I do um, think it's really mind-boggling that the average teenager is now either playing video games or watching TV or texting or on, you know, some app or another. 73 right. hours a week. You know, that's... Oh, my crazy. gosh. 73 yeah. hours a week. They're only in school, you know, 30 hours. So, right. um, <laughs> you know, I mean, please, you know, if for no other reason, get them away from that, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know playing sports and, and being physically active. Right. Now, you, now you said uh, a moment ago there's a correlation between sports and how successful they'll be in school. Is that because, I mean, how is that? I think primarily what I, at least what I look at is the level of physical activity. We now know that those kids who have more physical activity do better, not surprisingly, you know, I mean, we've kind of known that anyway because it directly correlates with health and so on, but um, there's plenty of evidence now about, um, about that, about, you know, being more alert in school, being more, just all the endorphins, I suppose, that have gone to your brain or whatever right. it is. Right. I mean, we know enough in, in, you know, in brain science at this point to know that it really, really matters. So getting kids out of the house, getting them into something that is going to increase their physical fitness and physical well-being is critical. And for yeah. you know, all the sports kinds of things, they are also having the benefit of making new friends, of learning and developing new skills, you know, knowing that it's important to carry something through to completion all of those kinds of things are so important. Yeah, in the last show, we talked about nutrition and kids, and, of course, exercise is a big part of health. And, and I can tell you, as somebody who is very involved with, with exercise, how critical it is in just the way you feel, the way you sleep, the way you wake up, uh, the way you look at the world. And so if these kids are being denied that, um, that it, it, it's just, I mean, there's so many, I think, areas that it affects. But, of course, what you said is how they do in school. And, of course, you think about running your car and putting a, you know, a twink, stuffing a Twinkie down your gas pipe. I mean, come on, it's not going to do very well. It's not going to perform very well when it needs to. And, you know, I talk to my kids about 
these various aspects of like living a healthy life, but exercise, come on. I mean, it is absolutely critical. Now, when you talk about technology, and I know that's not the topic that we have, but it's almost like you can't not talk about it when you're talking about kids being active. You know, when you're saying, God, you know, when I was a kid, I was outside, but my kid is sitting on the couch and he's just looking at his cell phone. I don't know what he's doing on there, but he's just, you know, do, do I push him out the door or do I just blow it off? Um, it's a real problem. It's a real issue for parents right now. And I, I think, you know, to, to, to our listeners, just like think about what it might be like if your kid's not getting that physical activity and, and maybe even sell it to him in that way. Hey, listen, it's not so much like get off that cell phone. It's like, well, I don't, I don't, what's my reasoning? Get out, get some exercise. It's important for you and that your performance in school and in life. And, um, you know, I don't care what you do out there, but just go out and figure it out. Yeah, I think you can do that. I also think it's important to be creative about what you offer kids, you know, and say, you know, I want you to do this for a little while and so on and so forth. Um, you know, YMCAs, for example, you know, have a lot of different kinds of programs. There's lots of things they can do, and it's not as highly competitive as, as stuff is maybe in other venues. Um, so I, I think, you know, they should try things and maybe unusual things. My oldest grandson, um, I think probably the first thing that he was involved with was fencing. I had no idea how much physical activity that is until one day when he was about six. He said, oh, yeah, we can, you can come and you can fence against me and our, our group. And I, and I was, like, exhausted afterwards. I mean, <laughs> that takes a lot of skill and a lot of, um, you know, but he liked that a lot. But he... He didn't like it as much as, you know, one might have thought. So he went to Taekwondo. And yeah. then he, became, you know, worked to getting his black belt on that and then was, you know, all that kind of stuff and um, yeah. and did great in that and then played some baseball and whatever else. So there were different things that were appealing to him. He became a pretty good golfer. So there were there were things. But, you know, most of that stuff my, my daughter and son-in-law, you know, offered him in a way that was pretty inexpensive. Yeah. You know, it was a way of sort of saying, you know, what are you attracted to because you're not going to sit around and watch TV. So figure it out. What do you want to do? Yeah. And we will support you in that. And I think, I think you know, in some cases, giving kids a chance to select from, you know, kind of a broader menu makes sense. Okay. Well, last question for you then, Doc. Do you have any uh, feelings on whether we should push our kids into, like, individual sports or team sports? I think either one is great. I just think that they should be allowed to, you know, to have opportunities in both areas. I, I yeah. think you get different things out of those. You know, um, yeah. I, you know, one of the things I can I can say out of my own experience was, that, you know, I mean, later on, I, you know, when I stopped playing tennis, uh, or you know, more recently stopped, I, uh, you know, then took up golf. It was easy. Golf was, you know, pretty easy sport for me given the tennis sort of skills kind of relate to that and sort of the, the mental approach to what you do and so on and so forth. So that was a really good thing for me. Um, frankly, although, you know, in school, of course, I played some team sports. That was not it for me uh, so much. But I, for a lot of kids, it is. I think, you know, there are, you know, pluses to both sides of that. And I think kids should just have the opportunity to experience them and see where they feel themselves that they fit in. Yeah, and I can tell you, my 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 boys have 
definitely done both. And one thing that comes up with the team sport is sort of having having to, to, to show up for the team, you know, when my son is thinking kind of individually, you know, as, as people will do, it's like, well, you know, you need to show up for these guys. They're, they're expecting you to show up. And so I think that there's maybe sort of a life lesson there that it's been valuable to kind of promote that. Oh, I, I completely agree. I mean, this sort of teamwork and the showing up for other people and realizing this is not all about you, you know, that no matter how good you are, you're never going to do this stuff without other people around you. And, you know, we're clearly in a, in a stage of, you know, development in the world where collaboration is critical. And everybody needs to learn how to collaborate early on. And certainly team sports are one way of, of learning that, that you're not in this thing alone. There are people that you really need to support and count on uh, and to be able to count on you. So I completely agree that that's a huge life lesson. My um, youngest grandson is uh, an incredible athlete, and he's played all kinds of sports. He's a sophomore in high school, and um, he's incredibly good at everything he plays, from basketball to football to baseball. Mm -hmm. He has always wanted to be good at sports, and he's always wanted it to be team sports, although he's also a very good golfer. I think, you know, he sort of found his niche in being able to play with other people, be part of a team, you know, he likes that sort of interaction, and he's, you know, so it's great that he does it. Hugely valuable, hugely valuable. And it sounds like he's got himself a proud grandmother, <laughs> Dr. Fletcher. So wonderful. You know, I'm a huge admirer of you, and um, very appreciative that you've been on the show again. I would love to have you again. And we had your daughter on the show. She was wonderful. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. She's a really incredible young woman, and uh, I appreciate you having her. Yeah, she's a sweetie. Is there anything that, uh, for people that are um, looking to find out what you do, where they would go? Sure. The easiest way to do that is LinkedIn. You know, it's just LinkedIn, Andy Fletcher, A-N-D-I-F-L-E-T-C-H-E-R. That's it. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, and um, I keep that pretty up-to-date, and I post quite a bit on that. And I found that, you know, Dr. Fletcher is very, very willing to reach out. Now, you're in, you're in California, but you're, you travel all over the country so people could find you moving around. Sure, absolutely. Excellent. Dr. Fletcher, thank you again for being on the show. I look forward to running into you one of these days. Oh, I look forward to seeing you. Uh, thank you so much, Mark. You take very, very good care. Keep up the incredible work that you're doing. You're making such a difference. And um, it's always just wonderful to talk with you. Hope to see you in person soon. Right back at you. Thanks, Doc. Thank you. That a lovely conversation with the lovely Dr. Andy Fletcher. I did not know that she was such a hot shot at uh, tennis and other sports, but it should be no surprise she's a hot shot at everything else she does. And um, make sure to reach out to her, find out what she's got going on. She is a dynamo all over the country, but definitely doing great work in California. Listen, if you've thought about becoming a facilitator of O-Shift or O-Shift for Teens, it's super easy to do. You should do it right now. Head to O-Shift.com and uh, go to the tab, become a facilitator. And um, if you have any questions about what that's like, well, you can certainly email me at mark at O-Shift.com. By golly, I helped write all the material. And, um, you know, Jen, of course, is a hotshot presenter, and she wrote and has, has facilitated all of those workshops herself. So we know what we're talking about, 
and so join our team and, and uh, uh, have content that is changing lives for super, super, super cheap. All right, so um, glad that you can join us again this week. Join me again in two weeks when I host uh, Jody Grant. She's the executive director of After School Alliance, doing wonderful work. Her interview will be super poignant because uh, she, uh, right now, the after school budget in this country is um, on the chopping block if we don't do something about it. And uh, Jody Grant will be on the show to tell us what we can do and what that's all about. So be sure to be back with us in two weeks. Until then, have a great weekend. Good luck with those teens. All right, bye bye.